Alrighty, welcome to episode four of Teaching My Wife About Tech, our weekly live podcast that we do. And we do it live on TikTok. Yes. So I thought I'd I thought I'd explain that because I don't think I've ever explained that. So I'll do that now. Alright, so our topics for tonight, um, I found them on a bunch of different websites and one of them, I think the NBN overhead, no, overbuild, NBN overbuild, uh, something about the background of the NBN. Okay, so the NBN has been an absolute shit show from start to finish here in Australia. Like, it is quite awful, but if you Can could... I give a basic overview? Yes, please. I will try and make this as brief as possible, but I am summarizing a lot and oversimplifying a lot. So, uh, early 90s, uh, Australia has a government-controlled telecom infrastructure known as Telecom Australia. They rebrand it to Telstra. A new Liberal government coming in decides to deregulate the telecommunications industry. So, allowing competition allowing private companies to start competing in the telecommunications space. So they privatized internet. They private privatized it wasn't it wasn't just internet at that point, it was also oh, uh, phones, phones and stuff. So all that was government run until the very early nineties and then it was all uh, done for profit. So uh, I'll be right back. Just uh, keep going. Yep. Uh, so Telstra Tele Telecom Australia, before being privatised and out to make money, had a plan to roll out a nationwide fibre to the node (FTTN) network uh, across Australia, and then all of a sudden they were told you have to make money. So they began cutting costs and stripping out programs, and this this was one of them. Telstra went through a number of CEOs who operated very close to the red line kind of thing okay so hang on so it was public yep it was public then it was privatized and then it all went to shit so yes uh customer service was the big one just went really really poorly they were out uh all the ceos were that were put in charge were just told you've got to try and make this profitable so they outsourced a bunch of stuff they the company the company went really really poorly and there was no motivation in order to actually improve the network itself. So the network ran poorly. It was old copper. Some of it had been laid Yeah, because in. it was for profits. It was for yeah. money. So, you know, if, if you're going to cut corners, right? If, it's, if you want to try and prof, profit yes. off of these things. So uh, jump, jump ahead uh, to 2007. Uh, 2007... Uh, a Labor government comes in and they say, right, what we're going to do is we're going to roll out a fibre-to-the-premise network across Australia, and this is because Telstra and the other private companies which have sprung up. And it used to be copper, right? So the lines used to be copper, and fibre is the, the, the stuff that the lines are then made of, the new stuff that makes internet a lot faster. Yes, so uh, copper, some of the copper in Australia had been laid um, in like 1870 or 1880. What? So it was, it was over 100 years. So it, was, so it was very, very bad. It was very poor quality. It was very noisy. Um, 
And sorry, I'm just going to yeah. read out this comment. It says the liberals allowed the network to be sold. They should have sold the retailer. Oh, so uh, I am. I'm getting it to it. I know everybody's excited. Everybody's got um, 15 years or 20 years now of pent up frustration about this. Um, but yeah, one of the options was selling the network. Um, the uh, one of sorry. That's okay. One of the options when they were privatizing it was to sort of split Telstra in two and have the cables and the network still be managed by the government because this is the stuff that doesn't really like it just it just costs money to maintain all the wires and everything running yeah running yeah through it's, the ground. Expen- it's, 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 it's expensive, it's very expensive and, and and it wasn't the nbn was like okay what we're going to do is we're going to roll out um something it's going to be completely government funded completely government maintained and therefore that's the costly bit that's the bit that no one wants to i just want to add in. I just want to add briefly, right? Because apparently we had we had NBN to the premise recently installed at our place. Yes. And the guy was saying, if you have any rats, you know, you're screwed basically because they will cut like they will bite through the fibers, the the, the what's it called? That's fiber optic. Fi- that's it. The fiber they will cut through it. They will bite through it because apparently the copper ones they have electricity running through them. But the fiber ones don't, so they just they just buy through it, and like it's so expensive to get it fixed and replaced, and it's just a huge problem. So one of the commenters is saying there was no FTTN plan. What does that mean? Uh, so FTTN. So as I say, the the initial plan by Labor was fiber to the premise everywhere. So that's running fiber all the way to into the house, which is like we've got fiber to the home, fiber to the premise. They're, they're interchangeable names. Fibre to the node, which was actually the network Telstra we're going to build, or Telecom Australia we're going to build in the early 90s and has been around a while, is you have boxes out on the street and you have fibre going up to the box and then you use the existing copper cable that goes into the home. But the cables aren't good enough for the speeds, right? That's yes, the issue. That That's the issue. Like fresh copper, yeah, that, that you but can But not 1870s do. copper. <laughs> not 1870s. And, and this stuff here, which was... Um, which was getting on 20 years old, had held up relatively well, but um, it's it even when it rained, you could notice, we could notice when it rained because the rain would soak into the ground, it would get into the copper and it would distort the signal coming across the line and then the speed oh, had so to slow down. Oh, so that's not going to happen anymore? That's not going to happen anymore. Oh, that's nice. So that I didn't know that. Massive, massive benefit so fiber. rain affects copper. Yes. Oh, so, okay, so either you have rain that affects the internet speed or you've got rats <laughs> biting yeah. through it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lose-lose there situation. Were, there were several, um, several attempts to run a copper line between the UK and America. And the first one that went down, sorry, I'm going to get the number wrong. I think it broke after about six weeks because of sharks and... Um, uh, salt just degrading the cable as well. I mean that sounds about right. But what's yeah. the fi- like? Do you know what the actual internet cable is made out of? Is it made out of copper? Like uh, so between because you know we've got the interga- intergalactic. I mean interatlantic. Okay, so pretty much all the all the lines are now have been replaced with fiberglass lines. So even the ones at the bottom of the ocean, even but the, the sharks the don't bite through them. They do sometimes. Oh, they do. They they, they do they. 
toughen them up and rubberize them, but sharks are very, very um, intense. Okay, someone says FTTN was a stopgap to appease the Murdoch lobbyist launched by Turnbull in the Fox Sports studios. Okay, so there's a there's a couple of things going in. So when the when the Liberal um, government came back in, they were like, "Oh, this is really expensive, and it's going to be so expensive to maintain. We want to reuse some of that copper, and we can save a little bit of money." Um, so that was one th- uh, one thing they were trying to do. They were trying to save money, and it was also just saying we want to rubber stamp it in in our own way. That was part of it. But point three was the largest cable company in Australia was technically Murdoch owned and the fiber of um, the fiber build was going to ruin that company uh, known as Foxtel which has pretty much like petered away anyway because of streaming so Fox- so it was yeah. just trying to save a drowning rat anyway it was it was trying to save yeah is that a saying saving a drowning rat no uh, no. no what's sorry. what's the english saying i'm sorry i'm not sure Oh, well, we can move on. All right. So if there's any... They're called submarine lines. Is that what they're... The ones between the um, Atlantic? Uh, at the, the bottom of the ocean? So um, they go by many names. But yes, they, they are typically laid by large ships. Um, but yeah, there's, there's all sorts of lines. The one thing I know of... about them is that their locations where they enter and where they come out of the ocean are kept hidden so yes. that people don't go and just cut them yes because like like the like um the guy was saying about the rats uh fiber optics even with the strengthening if you can find one they're still pretty easy to break and these are really really like vital there's a lot of the world pardon me running on these cables now um so the idea of any of them getting damaged pretty easily is well, it would be yeah. catastrophic, really. It would, it would be catastrophic. It would when, be catastrophic. Like, when, let's when, be real. When they go down, um, yeah, businesses freak out. Uh, well, yeah, I So, would. to actually just cap on what, what we're actually talking about, so the Labor government has come back in and they have they've kind of shoehorned or has on the sly said, we want to build what we originally planned. We want to have fibre anyway. Okay. And they've started rolling it back out to suburbs, but like on request. So you have to be in one of these areas. You have to request and that, that you're going to go onto a higher plan so that the NBN Co. will recoup some of their costs for doing it. But as a result, um, the cable lay, which I got quoted at $12,000, was technically free. And there's a list on the NBN Co. website. You can look at uh, if your suburb has fibre being rolled out. I would highly recommend... Um, having a look if you can if you can claim this because um, there's only so many thousands oh there's like tens of thousands of premises which are currently eligible and um, yeah you can get you can get better speeds and the benefits of fiber optic oh there you go well we'll yeah. put that is there a link we can put in yes. the show notes yep I'll All put right. some links we'll put some links in the show notes so I'll, I'll we'll put the links in the tiktoks that we edit down from this yep. as well so we we usually edit down to a few like two or three tiktoks as well and we'll put some links to that as well so if you are eligible for nbn to the pre- premise then you can yes. apply for that all right so that uh, oh you want to add one more thing one more thing so the U.S. is currently going through its own kind of debate where we were 
15 years ago, um, the same complaints are being raised. Um, there's people uh, which are very obviously speaking on behalf of the cable lobby who don't, um, who don't want cable to be knocked out. There's uh, people complaining that it's going to be a massive expense. But the reason, the reason that it's important and that it needs to be government funded is this is like roads. There's, there's, I understand privatizing like a big highway that sort of cuts a chunk of time off your trip. When it's, when it's kind of the big strip things, sure, they can be privatized, but this is access roads. This is the small roads that go from your house to the highway. And there's no real way to make money off those little bits of road. If our road outside was privatized and we had to pay every time just to use the car, we would stop using the car. Yeah. So please, um, if you're in the unlikely situation that you are in the US, please support Axe to roll out more fiber. Please encourage uh, competitiveness against ISPs. Um, do whatever you can. Call your congressman. <laughs> Call your congressman. Yeah. Write your congressman. Uh, sorry. Con- Congress representative. Sorry. <laughs> Write <Please>. your senators. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to move on from the NVN and all the outrage that came with it. Um, what was the next one? I can't actually read it. Medibank. Uh, Medibank data breach. Another da- week, oh, yes. another breach. <laughs> another week, another breach. So, okay, we started off with Optus. Then we had the mini, the mini non, yeah. non-existent non really Telstra breach. Yeah. And now we've got, wait, did we have another one? Uber. Yes, yeah. we had another one. Uber was another breach. And now we've got Medibank. Please, please, can we stop covering data breaches? Although, although, okay. Apparently this one was pretty bad. This this one was, was a little different. So a sub-company of Medibank who, uh, Medibank Private, who, you know, have a bunch of In their case own you don't know, Medibank is an insurance company here so in Australia. So health, health insurance provider. They have a sub-company to deal mainly with international students, as well as like a sub-brand um, for the illusion of competitiveness. Um, but someone managed to get into this network and this actually happened a week, a week ago it was noticed. Hang on, hang on. Just two seconds because before we move on, because Medibank, you said sub-brand, right? HelloFresh, you know that every plate is actually a sub-brand of HelloFresh. It's made by the same people. All right, we'll move on. That wasn't a sponsorship, but we're happy. <laughs> we're happy. We would, we would love for, to, for any sponsorship opportunities, we would happily be sponsored by every plate, every plate. Or, or HelloFresh. I don't think they're pretty, they're, I don't think they're happy with the videos that I've made about them. But anyway, yes, continue. Probably not. Um, so this was a sub agency of Medibank Private. They've been breached and the database in question that was breached had recent, had recent uh, claims put in by some people, uh, the malicious people got in, made a copy of this, uh, made a copy of this database, which had recent claim requests in and have kind of held it for hostage. So they say, we will delete it if you will give us $200 million or whatever, some insane amount. Maybe it was only 2 million. I don't know. It was 200,000. Maybe that's where I'm getting the hundred from. Sorry about that. Don't um, ignore him. Yep. Um, so a, chunk of money give us and we will we will delete it otherwise we're going to start releasing this and we've noticed that several names in this data uh in uh, several names in this data breach uh how would you know of note they're people of note and we can release their medical history 
and so that's interesting um because of the type of thing that it is that it wasn't a we're gonna release everything it was more we're gonna strategically it was very targeted yeah it's trying to be targeted and it's it's trying trying to be be more clever yeah malicious um uh, in a ransom type of way no, we've only covered one topic so far, Roche, so you're not quite late. You're all good. <laughs> so we've, we're just uh, about to go to Uber ads. So so um, I just wanted to quickly cover the MetaBrank breach because obviously it's, it's, it's just another breach. another breach and it's just, yeah, ridiculous so, how many breaches, data breaches we're getting here in, in Australia. One of, one of the benefits... Um, ISO 2022 data notification standard. Can we discuss, is this a Manchurian candidate? I have no idea what any of that means, but okay. he probably does. So I can tell you ISO 2020, uh, 2022 uh, will be one of the uh, international standards. It says for financial data. Uh, yes. So sorry, quickly looking it up. Two zero zero two two is for financial data handling. Lek, what does breach translate to in Dutch? Lek and data lek, this information being leaked. Yeah, data breach broken. That's that's it. (laughs) Data lek. Yes, you're you're welcome. I I can't say for sure whether this particular breach because it was medical data did adhere to the ISOs that it should have been adhering to or not. Uh, that would be something we can look into. And if, if you want to leave a question or Q&A, uh, his TikTok, which is, it should be linked, or his, he should be a guest. The IT on help desk. IT help desk. He, you can ask him a question about it and he's happy to look into it and answer happy it. Happy to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that one's a little bit odd. Uh, Manchurian Candidate is uh, a reference to a film, maybe perhaps a book as as well, which is about um, manipulation. Uh, oh my so goodness, I'm my a... history degree is failing me at the moment. So Manchuria was uh, something about World War Two. So I'm <laughs> ve- very, very sorry. Happy if you want to um, post that question as a Q&A to me, happy to... Um, have a bit more of a formal response yeah, rather than this off-the-cuff rambling. <laughs> I don't think this is very helpful at all. <laughs> that's okay. Well, thank you for Sorry. your offer anyway. That's very good. All right, we'll move on to the next one. So Uber ads. So apparently Uber is going to be introducing ads. I'm sorry. I don't even understand how that would work. The... Also, it makes me angry that they're going to be introducing ads. They, they already cost money, you know, like how much value are they really adding to society to be allowed to, to have ads as well on top of paying? Like, I mean, come on. It's like with subscriptions. If you're paying for something, you expect not to have ads. That, that's the whole point of it, right? YouTube premium, you pay for it. You don't get ads. That's the point. But maybe it's just me. But as Netflix have been finding out, in order to charge enough that that you don't need to show ads you need to charge sometimes more than what people are willing to pay okay so is that why foxtel was so expensive there there was a number of aspects going on there but yeah uber is expensive and have been raising their prices pretty consistently 
trying to make up for all their expenses and this is another sort of cash influx that they're trying. Uber in the Netherlands feels really sketchy to me. Netflix ads are no different to Foxtel ads. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. I just feel like if I'm paying for something, then there shouldn't be ads on top of that. That it's just, it seems like a double up because that's the thing. It started with YouTube, you know, it's free because it's being, it's getting ad revenue, right? So why would I have to and pay for a subscription and get to see ads? That's just, that's double, that's double. I'm not okay with this. Yes. The article that I was reading suggested that they're trying to make use of rider data and the ride you're doing itself to generate targeted ads. So as you're being navigated home while drunk, you'd get notifications about the type of businesses that you're going past. So not only, not only are we paying for this service, we're also getting all of our data taken by them and we're getting targeted ads through that. But I f I'm sorry, I feel like that is just too much. That it's too much. Because normally when it's websites and it's free, right? It's like, oh, you know, you're the commodity. Your data being used, that's, that's the commodity. But no, now we're all three? Like that's, I'm sorry. Am I the only one who's outraged by this? Uber just wants a secondary or tertiary income stream. They already sell you data, sell your data to third parties. Yeah, yeah. 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 So this is going again, triple dipping, if you but want to how, call it. How are they not profitable after all of this? That's a really good question. Like they, they seem to be doing nothing but sucking money out of people. And yet somehow they're still leaking money. I mean, Amazon was unprofitable for about six years before it became profitable, but it is profitable. Like it is very profitable. How is Uber still not makes, profitable? It makes nothing like there's a lot less to the amazon business model oh. especially initially okay initially was, yes initially they were just reselling just like, books but i mean that, yeah. that has changed they have the oh, amazon yes. brand now yeah. and they've got amazon prime they're making shows like yes they've there's a definitely lot more branched out yeah that they've got to cover now yeah but yeah anyway if you I, have anything else to add i don't know how annoying this is going to be one uh one article mentioned this in the u.s some private taxi companies actually have a TV in the back of the taxi with you that is actually showing ads on repeat. Um, like showing ads or like news footage. AWS is their be. biggest income stream? What is yes. AWS? So AWS is Amazon Web Services and you're 100% correct. That's where they're making all their money now is they've got a bunch of servers around the world and they will sell you time on that server. So you can upload your company's service to there. Uh, so cloud services, like, yeah, like cloud services. Google yeah. OneDrive or Apple iCloud or no, not quite. Yes. Yes. Uh, to, to give the simple answer. Yes. Okay. It's a yes, but there's a massive asterisk for those who want to go a bit further, but yeah, it is like iCloud or Google Drive or Microsoft <laughs> OneDrive, but not. I feel like I'm being made fun of here. <laughs> My ignorance is just really funny. It's, it's, uh, it's just one of those complicated situations where there's 
the explanation is too complicated to go into. It's yeah, it's a, it's a bit pointless and it's not really going to add anything to your life if <laughs> I describe the wide variety of services available on AWS and the fact that it's more than storage. Okay, fair enough. It's a cloud wholesaler. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, your Lachlan smile says it all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move on from Uber ads and go to the last one. So HD is dead. It's dead. Um, it's died, and now we are on to 4K apparently. So Apple Apple TV has decided to so stop. Apple TV have stopped producing an Apple TV model that they released in 2016, 17. I have got that wrong, and you can roast me all you like in the comments because I will have got the year wrong. <laughs> but they had a several-year-old model that was called the Apple TV. TV HD and they've discontinued it and now you have to go buy the 4K one. Well, they've only discontinued it from the store. You could probably still find them in retail shops or I, online. See, I never even jumped on the HD wagon. Or is or, or was our TV HD? I don't think it was. Was it? I don't know. HD is a kind of vague term. Because it just stands for high definition. It stands for high definition and is colloquially used to refer to two different... Uh, resolution sizes known also colloquially as 720p or 1080p so both the TVs we had yes they were 1080p TVs okay. they were so they were HD they were they were HD and the devices that we had into in them were was showing picture at HD quality and the fact that one manufacturer has discontinued one device that was <laughs> Uh, one device that was showing uh, HD content uh, doesn't really mean anything in terms of resolution. Well, she's saying that all this progress is going just way too fast and she was just getting used to HD. And I kind of agree because, I mean, okay, the jump from VHS to DVD was huge, right? I feel like we, we got a really good product after VHS. We got DVD and that was great. And then anything after that has just been so marginal. It just hasn't mattered that much to me. I am like, it, DVDs are fine. It, it it was a bit of a bit of a problem with that rollout is that VHS was just around for so long by comparison. It had a really good run um, since sort of late 70s technically, but it got popular in the 80s, ran all the way through the 90s, 997 DVD comes and it's got all these beneficial features. It doesn't degrade over time. You can skip to scenes easier. It's got a much better picture quality. It's got 5.1 audio. It had all these in improvements and yet already Blu-ray was kind of waiting in the wings and they started releasing Blu-rays in like 10 years later and it just, it felt too soon for another format change Hang because on. things were still going to DVD. Sorry, I'm just having a flashback to our first podcast where we were talking about how Google was introducing their own HD format. So is Google a little bit late to the party now? Like, should they be introducing their own 4K format instead? What? No, is it... Am I, am I totally okay. wrong here? One thing, one thing I will add. So the device that Google TV released, currently called uh, Chromecast with Google TV... They have just released a HD model of that. So Apple discontinued theirs and they've just <laughs> introduced one because they can sell it for 20 bucks cheaper. 
because it's like the 4K components, it's like, oh, we can make a slightly poorer quality one and sell it slightly cheaper because we're trying to get the cheap end of the market. Well, I mean, that's it though. Like, if you think about Apple, it's like the high end of the market. And then if you think about Android, it's got all the cheap ones, right? And, and Android is, is Google, or rather Google yeah. is part of Android. Again, a very complicated, messy business relationship, but essentially Google is heavily invested in Android, yes, and Android is more invested in the mid and low end of the market, trying to capture all of China and India and all the upcoming nations just getting their first phones. And Rose is saying, oh, there's nothing wrong with HD, right? It's really good quality. And yes, and that's the other thing, right? We are getting to the limit of what our eyes are actually able to perceive as being better quality, right? So H, uh, I don't actually know what the limit is, but I think that it's H, H, 8K and that's it. Like that is at eye so quality and so it cannot get any better what's commonly referred to as ultra hd now which is the 4k format uh or 2160p 2160p uh that is that is a step up from hd that we can still perceive especially on a tv that's kind of that can show both formats you know you would see the difference there your next two times that quality at 8k and 2.5 times at 10k that's where the quality is so marginal that it's kind of pointless and anything beyond there we can certainly build it but we won't care it'll be very hard to sell a 12k tv but i agree i think hd is fine i don't think it needs to be much better than that you say that now but we're soon getting a very big tv and maybe HD won't look so great on that. Okay. Maybe I got a too big TV. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't get, you know, I didn't choose this TV. So if yeah. it doesn't look any good, we'll have someone to blame. <laughs> yes. It'll it'll try and upscale. It's got auto auto upscaling. But the other the other thing about 4K, which is which is great and probably another reason why I will stay around a really long time. Anything that was produced. Uh, any movie or TV show that was filmed onto film. <laughs> so that's most of most of the previous century's work was done onto film. That nicely upscales to a maximum about 4K. And then it's, it's 4K is just, or 8K is just a little bit too much for it to scan. It starts, starts to grade the absolute maximum you can sort of scan it at is 4K and it still looks really good. So... Um, oh, there we go. HD... Yeah. Uh, may be dead to Apple, but it is very much alive to Google and myself. Yes. And there will still be so much uh, content um, produced in HD. DVDs aren't really disappearing. Blu-rays aren't disappearing. Blu-rays are 1080s you know, HD. Yeah, not anytime soon anyway. As she's yeah. saying, um, prepare to move your head to read the subtitles with a big TV. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I, I always have subtitles on, so I'll probably just miss the whole movie. I'll just be reading the subtitles. <laughs> all right. I think that's it for all of our topics. If you guys have any more questions or anything, we're happy to try and answer them. But other than that, I think we're good. I think yes. I think you've I've learned a few things. I've learned a few new things. That's that's good. That every week there's something new that I learn. So that's the goal. Thank you very very much. For your time yes you. thank you for all your 
all your comments. Um, uh, I mean, just before we go, is there any last minute questions that I can try and squeeze? Squeeze in? No, she says, uh, thank you. I really enjoy these live streams. I'm glad yeah. that you enjoy them. That's yeah. that's nice. It's always that's nice fun. to have at least one person who enjoys them. Yeah. And we had another person actually yes. um, tap in today. So that was that was good. Glad yeah. to have some a little bit more. I'm very, very sorry to the person who's just joined. We're just, We're about, just about to finish, finish off. Yeah. Anyway. But feel free, if you've got any questions about anything you're seeing behind me, send me, you know, Q&A on Q &A. TikTok. Yep, the Happy IT to... help desk. There you yes, go. Yes, the IT help desk. Yep. You can send a quick summary. All right, have a lovely day, evening, wherever you are, and it was fun. Bye. Bye.